You ever ask the question, why do these same things keep happening to me in spite of my effort to change? Then right now, plug into the Power Narrative, Chapter 13, You Reap What You Sow. I am your host, B. Green, a.k.a. Belief Narrative, empowering you through awareness, inspiration, and motivation through the power of story. If you enjoy your time here in the power plant, please like, subscribe, comment, and hit that notification bell. The age-old statement, you reap what you sow, originates from the universal law of seed, time, and harvest. What you plant takes time to grow, and if nurtured, will produce a crop. This is the multiplied, full-grown, matured version of the seed that you planted. What you plant comes back to you. If I don't like what I'm reaping, then I have to ask the question, what is it that I'm planting and where did this seed come from? The law of seed time and harvest is best understood in reverse. So let's start with the current harvest, what you are receiving right now. And then let's work our way backwards. These things that you're receiving look nothing like what you planted. Understanding this principle raises awareness to the power that you possess that you may not believe that you do. Now let's take this thing one step backwards. Before what you see manifested in your life, it was nurtured by a layer of soil that originates from your set of values. Are these values healthy? Are they positive? Are you questioning my set of values? No. I'm asking you to question your set of values. Values are based on wholesome things, right? It all depends on if you value wholesome things. Let's be honest. We were raised with a set of conflicting messages, conflicting values. There's the spoken rules. Now, these are the things that we should do. And then there's the unspoken rules. Rules that get quick results. The spoken rules. You are defined by your character. Be kind, be gentle, be courteous. Place others' needs before your own. Then there's the unspoken rules. No good deed goes unpunished. It's a dog-eat-dog world. The early bird gets the worm. Nice guys finish last. Snitches get stitches and the good die young. And at an early age, you find out the difference. I can remember my earliest memory of this being in daycare. Where the rules were, if you have a problem, go tell an adult. Well, one day. This much older, much bigger kid saw me playing with a toy. Minding my own business, right? Since the pursuit of happiness states that if someone has something that makes you happy, then crush that person who has what you want and get your happiness. And that is exactly what he did. He snatched my toy, pushed me down, I bust my head, it was not pretty. So what do I do? I go tell the adult who was reading the paper 
not watching us. I'm holding the back of my head, tears in my eyes, telling her what happened. And I'm here to tell you, without even looking at me, still reading the paper, this was her response. No one likes a tattle. Now run along and find another toy. Oh, okay. These are the real rules? I mean, this is how it works? I gotcha. See, you gotta be careful what you teach a child. Because the interpretation of that thing might not be what you expect. Hmm. So as long as no one sees what you're doing, you can get away with it. And if you want to be liked, don't tell. So me, being a rule follower, I did exactly as I was told. I found another toy. A big Tonka truck with a metal dump bed. Learned that one from my brother. And I waited. When no one else was around, I caught that big kid slipping with his back to me. Sitting on the floor, playing with the toy that he stole from me. So I snuck up behind him, swung as hard as I could, and clobbered him in the back of the head. And since he was much bigger than me, I ran. He never saw it coming, and he never knew that it was me who did it. Disclaimer, not one of my finer moments. But why wasn't the set of rules I was given valid? I mean, we try to live by the spoken set of rules, only to find out that the unspoken set of rules are the ones that seem to prevail. Spoken rules, you are defined by your character until you find out that you're defined by your appearance, the color of your skin, the gender, the texture and length of your hair and the hairstyle, the type of clothes that you have on down to the brand name of the shoes on your feet, all coming from things as a child that are out of your control that all depend on the income bracket of your parents. And so we learn to place value on the exterior, which contradicts the spoken set of rules. So it's not based on having good character. It's based on being cool, even bad, because you know, the so-called good girl wants the bad boy, right? So as a kid, you strive to be accepted. And people will tell you, no, no, just be yourself. But attempting to be an individual in a society based on assimilation <laughs> is challenging. So we invest in becoming cool so that we can fit in instead of investing in the seed that develops good character. Here's a question. Was it different in your household? Were there spoken and unspoken rules? What was instilled by the example set by your parents? And what was the real relationship like between you and your siblings? I mean, when your parents weren't looking. What conflict resolution skills were customary in your household? What was the customary form of communication? Were people quick to get angry, yell, cuss, fuss, fight, break things, slam doors on a regular basis? I've even heard of children being pressured into properly representing 
negative aspects or a negative reputation of the family as if it's a badge of honor. What's your last name? How do we handle things? You better show out or you ain't none of me. Remember, every seed produces after its own kind. So if this was planted and nurtured, then the values are already in place for you to continue to plant seeds to continue to do what's natural because it's what you know. And again, I'll say it, people do what they know and not what's best. And we'll get more in depth into that in the very next chapter. If you wanna reap something different, the only way that can occur is if you sow something different. The issue, once we start sowing different seed, is we forget the principle of time and how it works. When people attempt to sow different seed, the temptation comes along to abandon the effort if there's an unrealistic expectation for immediate results. <coughs> New Year's resolutions. There's also another reason why you may not see results. Certain seed can only grow in certain types of soil. So if the ground that you're planting in isn't designed to nurture the type of seed you're planting, <laughs> don't expect a crop. Again, there's a story from the scriptures about a sower that went forth to sow seed. And it is stated that the sower threw this seed on thorny ground and the new seed grew, but the thorns grew with it and choked it out. When the great teacher explained this to his pupils, he said this type of ground were people that received the words of truth but as it grew, the thorns grew or the cares of this world grew and choked out the new seed before it had a chance to produce. And I find it so interesting that he described that there is a type of ground that produces thorns. What type of seed produces thorns? You see, the unspoken set of rules gets quick results. And the driving mechanism behind the entire thing is happiness equals status. The cares of this world or living by the unspoken set of rules produces thorns and thorns hurt. So there are people who are hurting themselves and hurting the others around them because the emphasis is on hurting other people before they hurt you first. Think about if everyone was looking out for themselves only to try to fulfill their temporary desires. The conquest, the thrill of the hunt, no matter the cost. What happens after the thrill is gone? The truth is that the spoken rules produce what we need. And what we need takes time to develop. Strong foundation, strong sense of self. Strong structures that lives can be built on long term. The cares of this world are all about fast living with the expectation of failure that nothing lasts long in the first place. As fast as it comes, as fast as it goes. Because there's always somebody younger, faster, 
prettier, more handsome, who has more money and more influence, ready to take what you took from somebody else, waiting to catch you slipping, right? I found out that I'd much rather have something real, something built to last, rather than having to keep up appearances and everything that comes along with status. I mean, the exhaustion of it all. As they used to call it, keeping up with the Joneses. Or in today's society, I don't know, keeping up with the Kardashians. So the challenge question is, what are you willing to do if you don't like what it is that you're reaping? Even if you realize you've made a mistake investing decades into thorn-producing seed, are you willing to commit to change? Get it together so that the next generation doesn't inherit this legacy? Thank you for your time. Be Green reminding you that your story is being written every day. Take the pen.